Hey, let me interrupt the current podcast you're listening to so we can tell you about Musically Ignorant, hosted by me, Jason, and my pal, Lackey. Hi, I'm Lackey. We discuss all kinds of music from mainstream pop acts like Ben Folds and R.E.M. And very obscure acts like Cabaret Voltaire and Black Moth, Moth Super Rainbow. I think you just made those names up. I most certainly did not. Well, I guess that's why we named the show Musically Ignorant. Indeed, you rapscallion! Now, before Lackey turns too much into a 19th century professor, you should check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or our home website, rabbitholepodcast.com. Jason, have you ever heard of this Lizzo person that's trending on Twitter? Oh man, I got my work cut out for me. Everything we do here at Rabbit Hole Podcast is sponsored by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods and try it absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast that you want. And after the 30-day trial expires, you only pay $14.99 a month and you can get more content from Audible. If you decide to cancel any time, even after the trial, you get to keep anything you've downloaded. So why not give it a chance? That's audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods. When you use that link, you help us out here at the network. So thank you. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. $3 a month gets you into your exclusive club where you can access episodes early, check out bonus content, and all kinds of great goodies, like access to our Discord or joining us whenever we go live on Twitch. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. A huge shout out to all of our Patreon members. You make all of this happen. Welcome to Hersing Around, the podcast where we speak of the recently deceased. I'm Ms. Bell Turan. Along for the ride to the funeral service is my co-host, Carl Putnam, and our special guest co-host, the maestro of a rabbit hole podcast and the creator of Hersing Around, uh, Jason Soto. What's up? Hi. I'm here. I'm here. The boss is here. I got to see how you guys are doing. You guys are messing around my show. I got to make sure you guys are on the up and up. And Chris couldn't be here. Cricket. Yes. Cricket. <laughs> we miss you, Chris. Yes, we do miss you, Chris. Jason no, who told just... you guys to get lives? I, I bought you on with the extent knowledge that you guys just forgo any life outside of Rabbit Hole Podcast, and you only do podcasts. That's what I had to do. God damn it. I miss Chris already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, Jason, we appreciate you um, filling in, and I don't know where you find the time to fill in, given that you <laughs> seemingly are on and or editing 5,000 podcasts every day. Oh, it's but... not that bad. <clears throat> I mean, he just said he has no life. And... Yeah, oh, so. I gave up everything to do this, so this is all, all I right. do. Those of you listening cannot see this right now. 
there's one of us that has the hearsing around logo in the background, and it is not Isabel or myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you the logo. You guys can. It's not exclusive to me. <laughs> you guys coming up. You look you guys up are... here looking like a poser. Got your hearsing around like you, you just guys, part of the gang. <laughs> you guys are more than welcome to do it. I'm not stopping you from doing it. <laughs> By all means, do it. Wait until I make it mandatory to have every show be a video show. Wait until that comes up. Oh, oh no. Nobody needs that. Yeah, you don't you don't need that. Coming next year. The YouTube Rabbit Hole Podcast. Cool. I'll I'll bust out my little sloth mask that's like this big. <laughs> and you've never seen me. Oh. Hey, oh, you know what, then we need the mask singer version of of Rabbit Hole Pods. Guess <laughs> who is behind the mask? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. I'm down. Let's do this. Let's make this happen. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm happy to be here. Um. And I look forward to talking about these guys that recently died. Yes. And there's definitely a British Isles theme today. That there is. is. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're going across the pond for this episode. Yes, we are. Uh, should we uh, discuss some other folks, including other people across the pond who uh, yeah. have apparently... Let's get into those uh, obituaries. Yeah. Do it. All right. Well, starting off, we're going we're gonna to start in the States with Rose Gregorio, who is a Tony-nominated actress, probably best known for playing Carol Hathaway's mom, Juliana Margulies' character on uh, the long-running uh, NBC show ER. She passed away at 97. And we also have uh, Billy Miller, actor is best known for playing the role of Billy Abbott on The Young and the Restless. And he's also appeared in a number of other television roles. And he passed at 43. We have Terry Kirkman, um, singer and co-founder of the folk band The Association, probably best known for the song Cherish, even though, again, a little before my time, I would argue with even me with Cherish, uh, have heard it before. Uh, he passed away at the age of 83. Then we also have Roger Whittaker, folk musician, and he passed away at 87. Uh, and personally this one hit me uh we normally don't do sports uh folks on here but uh we'll make an exception today uh brooks robinson the longtime third baseman baseball hall of famer for the baltimore orioles nicknamed the human vacuum cleaner um, because he basically vacuumed up every ball hit his way that's why he had 16 gold gloves um a baltimore icon um, I don't think there is probably anyone except maybe Cal Ripken Jr. who could uh, be argued to be as big a living legend in the city of Baltimore as Brooks. Uh, he passed away at the age of 86. You did not say Oreos, did you? No, Orioles. <laughs> Orioles. Baltimore Orioles. Yes, they, Baltimore Orioles? Orioles? Shit, I'm down for some yes. Oreos. Let's do this. Yeah, I was about to say, I could definitely be a human vacuum cleaner for some Oreos. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. R.I.P. <clears throat> 
And on today's episode, we pour one out for the actors David McCollum and Michael Gambon, who both passed away recently. You're feeling lightheaded. I just nicked your brachial artery. You'll be dead in less than 90 seconds. Having trouble breathing. Yes, that would be your dying of hypovolemic shock. The sweating and chest pains are normal. 70 seconds. You have to do something. No, I don't. But if you tell me why my best friend is dead, I'll consider it. was actually born in Glasgow, Scotland in uh, 1933, but his family moved to England uh, when he was about three and his, because his father got a job um, at the London Philharmonic. Um, and the interesting part that I found about McCallum is that, which I knew um, previous, as a matter of fact, I found it interesting when I found it out in like the 90s, uh, was that he was also a musician. Um, and I'll kind of talk about that in a little bit. Um, but he's probably best known um, to people, I would argue, especially those under 40, um, as Ducky on NCIS, um, the number one rated TV program for seemingly a decade or so. Mm-hmm. And it's been on the air for 20 years. Um, he oh. played the, the corner guy on NCIS. Um, to older generation, he's probably best known um, for his role along with Robert Vaughn on The Man from Uncle. Uh, and uh, interestingly, in, in between, he did a uh, BBC series with Joanna Lumley, who is best known from AbFab, if those of you who watched Absolutely Fabulous. Um, it was it was a science fiction show that's kind of a cross between Doctor Who and the X-Files and probably about three other weird things um, <laughs> called Sapphire and Steel. Um, it's a very, a matter of fact, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but it's a very British show for that time period. Um, uh, and he did tons of other guest starring roles, that type of stuff. The other role I'd argue he's, he's pretty well known for is uh, his starring role as Dr. Daniel Weston um uh on the invisible man and maybe uh the episode he did of the outer limits as well um which is fairly well known i actually have not seen that episode in a bazillion years i could not even begin to comment on it i did see it briefly back in the days when there were three tv channels um (laughs) and uh but I probably have seen him more in the movie The Great Escape than I have seen him in anything else because I've seen that movie um, many, many, many times, double digits, and watched it again uh, just the other day in preparations for talking about him in this episode. Um, he passed away at the age of 90, um, and 
he had basically kind of semi-retired in recent years. Um, I believe the last season of NCIS, he only appeared in like four episodes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the other mm-hmm. interesting part is he did with the NCIS piece is he basically did so much research on being a coroner and that type of stuff. He basically became the technical advisor on the show. Um, wow. Everything I have read and seen about him, he's clearly a very intelligent person um, and got very interested in his work in many different ways. And huh. like I said before, this is this is going to be my segue piece because it's it to me is, is is so interesting because this song pops up in my head all the friggin' time. It's because of the intro, which is his work, um, partially, um, was written by somebody else and that type of thing. But uh, if you've ever heard the Dr. Dre song, the next episode, you know the beginning of that song, <laughs> and it is basically David McCallum's work from 1968. Um, slightly altered that type of stuff uh you can also he- hear it in baby driver um the movie by edgar wright um and it's interesting to me because I, like i knew i remember around the time that the chronic what's it the chronic 2000 chronic 2000 that, yeah 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 <laughs> when that album came out that there was talk about like where that intro came from when that single came out and then i just totally forgot about it but that song pops in my head, the especially the beginning part of that song pops in my head all the time. Hmm. So I mean, the fact that he's got something that's such an earwig, yeah, um, is extremely impressive. So that's a little bit about McCallum, Jason. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, okay. You're our guest. Yeah, oh. Jason. Did you get anything <laughs> about? <laughs> about David? Yeah, uh I, I remember hearing about this guy when he when he died. Um I remember um he shows up in a movie that was covered on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um he was in a season 3 episode um uh, uh called Master Ninja 2 which is basically a compilation of episodes of a TV show called The Master that was out in the 80s and it was it was a show with uh, Lee Van Cleef and Tim Van Patten um basically driving around in a van T- uh Tim Van Patten was learning how to be like a ninja uh from Lee Van Cleef cuz you know if you're going to learn how to be a ninja you got to learn it from Lee Van Cleef I can't think of a better person on the face of the planet to learn to be a ninja from than Lee Van Cleef and um <clears throat> it was just it was like a weird combination of like kung fu meets the A team. <laughs> That's basically what the show was. And uh, David McCollum, he 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 shows up. He's just like a like a side character. He's not like the a main focus or anything. Um, but I remember seeing his name in the credits during the the the, the movie, quote unquote. Uh, and then I did see The Great Escape when I was a kid. I remember my mom. Um, my mom is the reason why I. I'm such a huge movie fan. She loved movies. And so growing up, there was just constantly a movie being played in the house. I would watch them on my own, all this stuff. And so one of the ones she showed me was The Great Escape. And I I haven't seen it in a real long time, but I remember liking it. And I didn't mean to get around to watching it again, but I, I think that's like a super long movie. And I just didn't have time. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
I, um, I tried to watch it. I was like, I'm, I'm so tired. I can't <laughs> <finish>. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just so tired right now. I wasn't prepared. But it seemed um, like it was good, though. Yeah, it's a really good. It is a good movie. I do want to watch it again, you know, anyway, just because it's been such a long time. Um, but when you look at it as like IMDb, it's just like name an 80s TV show. He was basically Loaded. on it. <laughs> he was uh, basically so lo- on it. So many things, but I still haven't watched the vast majority of like any of them. Um, yeah, I was like, they have the Invisible Man as a show. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I I hadn't seen The Great Escape. Um, I really didn't watch that much NCIS, so I did watch uh, The Man from Uncle. Mm. Um, I I had credit, so I got one episode because you can't just stream it. Um, yeah. And I realized in the season one, he's not even featured that much because he hadn't become quite a thing yet. I guess yeah. because you know he looks like a pretty boy. And I was like, I guess, you know. And then I was watching it, and I was like, oh, I see what it is. And it's like he's this mysterious kind of kind of guy who's just also really badass. Uh, in the episode, he's only in it for a short time. Um, and it was episode 10. He gets shot in the arm at the beginning. <laughs> and Homeboy's like, hey, are you all right? And he's like, yes, but please hurry back to London. And I was like, oh, man, maybe he's not all right. And he's like, I don't want to miss lunch. I was like, damn, my man. <laughs> I don't want to miss lunch. This guy. Look at this guy. You ever seen uh, Red Dwarf? He reminded me of like an Ace Rimmer kind of character. No, nobody. Mm. nobody. I have not seen Red Dwarf. Yeah, it was what a guy. I mean, you know, kind of like, you know, men want to be him, women want him kind of situation. Um, Also, the episode happened to have an incredibly young Kurt Russell in it. So that was a treat. I mean, he was. He was a little kid. I didn't expect. I was. The credits came up and it was like, and Kurt Russell. And I was like, like the. <laughs> yes. Like I mean maybe like preteen or something. Like he was very he was pretty young um in that one. But yeah, he seems pretty uh Ilya it, how do you say the last name? Kirikin? Ilya Kirikin is the the Russian spy he plays in the Man from Uncle, correct? That looks about right. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I think I think it's I, I can't remember how the last name is pronounced cuz it's been Kirikin. forever since since I uh watch an episode but yeah he wasn't supposed to be like originally uh i don't think he was supposed to be a main character type stuff his his chemistry with uh robert vaughn apparently was so good that they they kept him on that's yeah all the ladies apparently loved him it was a a reverse felicity smoke i don't know what that is that's a reference that i don't even get that's okay oh wow Somebody out there gets it, and that's all that matters. Not Arrow fans here. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I never got to it. Um, Um, I think it's also funny that in NCIS, um, I found this one part, because I don't watch the show, um, but they had this one moment where they kind of linked the two shows, because apparently, um, I don't know exactly what's happening, unfortunately, but Ducky seems to be in a situation where someone's out to get him. Yes. Yeah, and so a lady's like, "Hey, don't worry, We're, we got you." And he's just like, "Oh, this is so nice." He kind of does like a little flirty thing with her, but you know, it's like innocent. Um, and he walks away, and someone else walks up to her, and she's just like, "Hey, I wonder what he looked like when he was really young." And the guy's like, "Ilya Kirikin." <laughs> it's like, but he literally played the guy. So it's like, unless you know the man from Uncle. Yeah, like, yeah. It was just one of those moments where they're <clears> like, Wink. yeah, it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Um, okay. So I thought that was cute. 
you know, they don't really do a lot of those uh, fourth wall things all the time in, in shows like that. So I thought that was cute. Yeah, I think there's an episode where they they reference the man from Uncle, like an episode title in NCIS. <laughs> oh, okay. nice. Um, so cool. which that that or once in a while I'll see like there's inside kind of humor kind of stuff, but yeah, I NCIS would not have been where I would have expected to uh to see stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sure. I, I I watched five episodes in preparation for this and uh let's just say they're probably the only five episodes I ever watched of NCIS. <laughs> See, I just watched like the best of Ducky, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm like give me, give me a walkthrough." And you know what? And he's just as badass in NCIS, like as an older, you know, as an older man as he was in The Man from Uncle, which I think is is pretty pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. They, he reminds me a lot of um, oh, what's his face. Giles in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Yeah. He's like the the older British guy who's dropping knowledge to the younger, uh, especially like not so smart folks or just young and <laughs> yeah. inexperienced kind of thing. So yeah, just a Scottish version. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I I did watch four episodes of Sapphire and or six episodes I should say wow. of Sapphire and Steel, which oh, I had never seen before, uh, which is interesting just because I watch a fair amount of British stuff. Though that I was a little young for obviously 1979 to 1982, uh, but it, I actually thought it was interesting that I watched mm -hmm. it because I feel like Jason and Isabel it would be right up your alley. Yeah, I wanted it's, to check it out. I just didn't get around to it yet. But I, it, yeah. it sounded interesting when you guys were describing it. Um, I kind of want to. I do want to check it out. It's got. It's like sci-fi mixed with like horror elements, um, and okay. it's got that that. The show reminds me of like, and it's interesting to me. Like the X Files to me would never have been done during that time period on American television because those type of cynical shows and kind of the the tone those type of things you did not see for the most part unless rod sterling was involved in <laughs> in american television you know what i mean mm -hmm. whereas british television you see much more cynicism which you know it's a cultural thing too yeah in general way further back um so there's some of that mixed in but the 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 intro is absolutely like late night late seventies, early eighties sci-fi intro. Like it fits it looks like Star Wars. Um <laughs> it's got like the like like they're using an overhead projector machine <laughs> like nice. kind of kind of thing. Um and the the graphics are straight out of um Compton? Like what what did you say? <laughs> I said Compton. If if Compton was in a combat video game, <laughs> which I guess, well, okay. Wow. Right yeah, you did. <laughs> Just don't walk right into Compton. Oh, yeah. wow. well, I think now it's been gentrified or something, probably. Unfortunately, <laughs> all kinds of bookstores every corner. Yeah, damn Fox Bookstore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. F O X. Yeah. F O X. 
I, hate that I, I don't see Jason anyway. the big You've Got Mail fan. No, I yeah. hate that fucking movie oh. with a passion. Jason, wow. <laughs> if it was... Yes, I didn't I expect know. to become it's, attacked today. It's way too <laughs> off topic for me to go through my hatred of You Got Mail. I will tell I, you I guys. Don't hear it. I will I tell you guys wanna, off air because it is way too off topic. It off It'll be um, off topic for this show. No, I mean, I, I guess I could edit it out. I'm the one editing the show. You are, but no, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it. I think I'm gonna I tell. Think, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I think force okay you of you right it. now. I don't want to hear what you think <laughs> of you've got mail. I already heard what you think of 500 Days of Summer. Or yes, well, that's also a terrible ass movie. So I've never seen it, so it didn't matter. But don't you dare come for you got mail. I will, fight I will you. tell you my problem with you got mail. No, I don't want to hear it. No, actually, it's a decent problem. I'm just going to tell you. Okay, fuck it. I'm going to edit this out. Okay, no. There's this part where Tom Hanks is watching The Godfather, and he's talking to Meg Ryan over the computer, and he makes a reference about taking to the mattresses, okay? So, like, two scenes later, not even two scenes later, they're talking in real life, and he says, take it to the mattresses, and she goes, Huh! Why are guys obsessed with taking it to the mattresses? Not deducing that this is probably the same fucking guy. That drives me fucking nuts. No, sir. Wait, she wait, has wait. another conversation <laughs> with another man who mentioned the mattress. Yes, so it, is, it is point, not. It's, it is so stupid. Thing. It's not stupid. They totally wow. explain it. I just won a case. I will fight you right now. Okay? It's, yeah, it's I am, Greg I am on a high who says right it. it is not Tom Hanks the second time. It is Greg yeah. Kinnear. They're they're in that little like book, uh, book, dinner party dinner. thing. Yeah. Edit out minute twenty three and fifty eight <laughs> seconds. Okay. Continue, Carl. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, so I, I enjoyed the Sapphire and Steel uh, episodes for what they were. It, it's not something, you know, it's when you watch late 70s, early 80s sci-fi, I don't even enjoy some of the Doctor Who stuff um, during, you know, those kind of time periods just because the it, it's hard to believe in 2023, that type of stuff. But it's, I, I thought it's fairly well done. It's, it's one of those shows that focuses on being scary, um, in ways that are not always overt, and there's a story around it. Um, I, I watch a lot of British TV in part because, frankly, they write very well. Like the story, like British dramas are written well, and part of it too is they don't try and do 26 episodes. But that's a whole other. <laughs> they, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Keep no, it short. Yeah. 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 I I watch <clears throat> a lot of uh, British shows as well. I'm not tremendous amount but like i love like the sherlock holmes and stuff i love all those things not sherlock like the old with jeremy brett i like jeremy brett let me just okay. clarify uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. well uh the other thing that was interesting to me going back to what jason said about like all the the 1980s cameos though i mean he of course i'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's been on a Law and Order episode, which, okay, somebody <laughs> yeah. on this podcast on a Law and Order episode, shocking development, right? <laughs> right. Um, but uh, he was, uh, where I first remember hearing about him, because again, like I said, I'm a little too young for the man from Uncle, was when he guested on the A team. Mm -hmm. And at that point, Robert Vaughn was a recurring uh, character actor. Um, on the A-Team. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
they brought McCallum in as a bad guy. Um, so him and Vaughn weren't on the same side, that type of thing. And I mean, really, he's going against the A team, not <clears throat> against Vaughn himself. But, uh, but it, but like there was a big deal when that episode was coming out because it was like reunion of the Man from Uncle, uh, folks. Um, and that's really where I first remember hearing about the Man from Uncle, um, because you know at that point I'm only probably ten years old, so my TV line knowledge at that point was limited to probably welcome back cotter happy days <laughs> and the a team and maybe chips <clears throat> oh wow chips okay yeah and what's happening okay i can't believe i almost forgot what's happening you can't forget what's happening carl no, i thought you were asking me what's happening i was like i don't know i thought we knew what was happening Sorry, oh. the show. he does a lot of voices too which i thought was, was he does have a great voice um and he does play a lot of voices he was in like uh ben 10 he was professor paradox which i was like okay I'm, i i don't think he was on like the original ben 10 that i watched but that's still pretty cool um and he played uh also alfred like alfred and and yeah. uh, a couple of different yeah. batman yeah yeah yep. i thought that was cool yeah. yeah. So if you have not watched Son of Batman, watch it. He plays Alfred on that. He voices Alfred on that one. That's a good one. Son of a Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, he had a he had a good career. He had a very long career, and yeah. uh, he did a lot, a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Yes. Worn one out. R.I.P. Homie. Yep. Are we done with uh, David McCollum? Yeah, that was your line to to start talking about making Michael <laughs> yeah, Gambin. She tried to give you. She tried to give you a transition there, Jason. Yeah, and Did you just she? kind of like. Oh, I gotta take you to transition school. Damn. Oh okay. wow. Oof. You mean improv? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will pay for your improv classes. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Although I think <laughs> nope. my company will pay for it if I say it's my hobby. <laughs> All right, Michael Gambon. Uh huh, sir. Sir, Michael Gambon. You're born, you take shit. Get out in the world, you take more shit. Climb a little higher, take less shit. Till one day you're up in the rarefied atmosphere and you've forgotten what shit even looks like. Welcome to the layer cake, son. Did you put your name into the goblet of fire, Harry? Dumbledore asked calmly. Harry! I protest! Harry, you put your name in the goblet of fire? Yes. <laughs> I am. I'm going to have some editing on my hands today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys can listen back to this and be like, wait, that's not the order. What? 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 <laughs> that whole uh, you got mail thing is gone. What the hell? All right. Uh... <laughs> Sir Michael John Gambon, um, he was born October 19th, 1940 in Dublin, Ireland. He is probably most famous. Like, if I had to guess, you had to go show a picture of this dude on the street, they'd be like, oh, that's Dumbledore. He played Dumbledore in the uh, Harry Potter films, um, mostly starting from the third film on. Um... But he was in a lot of other stuff as well. Um, So much. He was, yeah. Um, Things that I'm going to point out, that I want to point out, 
is uh, he was in a uh, episode of Doctor Who uh, where he played a fake Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was such a dick lead. They were basically <laughs> doing Ebenezer Scrooge, but yeah, they didn't was, call him. Yeah. They didn't call him Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, it was one of their Christmas specials. Yeah. Um, but Kaz- yeah. Um, Kazrin Sardik, which is funny because yes. he was acting like a dick. So those yeah. appropriately was- named. And, and yeah. I hate those. I hate them. And that's an awesome one because of him. Like, I hate <laughs> when they do a Christmas Carol on. Like every TV show seemingly does it or where, but like they did it so well. It was it, a good spin. It was something really different. It does. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I vaguely remember it. It was it was good. It, it's been a while since I got to watch all my Doctor Who's. Uh yeah. I it, Doctor Who is like one of my <clears throat> excuse me, one of my favorite um shows. Um I've seen like a good chunk of the newer ones. And my mom, again, to my mom, she loved older ones. And so mm-hmm. she's the one that got me into that as well. Um, but he uh, he was in a pretty good number of things, too. Um, just to name a few, because I'm sure we'll probably come up with some later. But uh, he was in Paddington, too. Yeah, and Paddington. <laughs> and Paddington. Oh, Paddington. I love yeah. those movies. They're so stinking cute. The best. They're just so wholesome and adorable. I love them. Uh, he was in uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Um, he was in... Um, God, there's just so much. Um, the Fantastic Mr. King- Fox. Fantastic F-O-X. Mr. Yes. Fox, yep. F-O-X. Uh, the King's Speech he was in. Um, King George. Yeah, by King George. Well, the fifth. Um, he was in the remake of The Omen, which I completely forgot about. I completely <laughs> forgot uh, about him in The Omen because I can I picture. I can picture him. Um, here's the thing. Uh, the the remake uh, came out on June 6, two thousand six, and if you do the numbers of that, it's six six six. So that was that was that was really good marketing on their on their part, and I saw it in theaters on six 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 because I'm me, um, and so much more we're gonna probably get into, but that's what that, that's the stuff he was in, um. But again, everyone just knows him as Dumbledore. Um, the past couple days I was talking to friends of mine and they're like, "Oh, Dumbledore died again." Yeah, again, <laughs> we get heartbroken for the second time. Yes, yeah, because I was even sad when the first one went. I was like, no, and then he took over, and I was, I was actually, I was, I was happy. I was, you know, he was kind of a little younger, but he, he was still, he still mm-hmm. had the same vibe. So I really yeah. appreciated. Yeah, yeah, and I will always put appreciate. The name in the of fire. I will appreciate that his take on that. <laughs> so, uh, because if you read the book it says he says it calmly and but nope the movie's gonna go fucking wild in the movie i loved all the memes and little videos that spawned with like the little lego version oh that was so hilarious that's so hilarious so yeah i'm throwing it even further back um he was in the storyteller the second um part of the storyteller where they just focused on greek myths which I didn't find until later because I was a really big fan of the storyteller with um, John Hurt, um, the original one. So I don't 
I only watched it once and my, my memory is very fickle, unfortunately. Um, I remember the Icarus episode, but I just, you know, he has, he's got a great voice too. So it was, it was fitting for him to be a, a storyteller. Um, and that was in 91 and you know, there was plenty in between that. But then I also was familiar with Mary Riley. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. It's kind of like I'm a not. take on uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. <clears throat> Hyde, but oh. with john malkovich and julia roberts oh okay and julia roberts is kind of like a, a love interest i guess um it's a weird movie i'm not recommending it necessarily unless you like some weird things um i i happen to love it it is very weird though um he plays julia roberts father who is not a good man um mm. but he also plays not good people very well yeah he was very abusive like in every way and a drunk um and then of course he was in the harry potters in 2004 i got it i got i got one hmm. since you bought up a weird movie i want to talk about a weird ass movie he was in the okay. movie toys with robin williams i don't know I if, you guys, if you guys seen toys. Seen no, uh, carl, have seen you guys seen toys carl have you seen toys long long time ago yeah. this I've is a weird ass fucking movie <sighs> i really it's, want it's to a, see that um it's it's about a uh uh, toy company mm -hmm. and um, Michael Gam Gambon he he plays the new owner of it um, he's General uh, Lieutenant General Leland Zevo who takes over the toy company and Robin Williams uh, mm -hmm. plays the son of the original owner of the toy company and um, when the Lieutenant General takes over it just becomes like a hellhole and then it's like a war goes out. But like what makes the movie weird is like the visual effects of everything. Because um, it's, I mean, it's almost like a, like a Michelle Gondry movie, but it's not a Michelle Gondry movie. It's actually a Barry Levinson movie. But um, And it's a very un-Barry Levinson movie. Too. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and it's just, I mean, I can't, I really cannot explain the plot. Like it's such a strange experience to go through this movie. Um, because yeah. there's just weird scenes to happen, and like he, Michael Gambon in this movie, he's just super over the top. Like he is, he takes it to like ninety out of ten. Like this guy is just so wacky in this movie. But does um, he say, "Did you put the name in the goblet?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but he probably would have at some point. Um, I don't but... know if I can watch that though. Uh, I don't know if I can watch Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a it, it's it, it's an interesting movie. It's it is interesting. I remember watching it a lot when I was a kid because I'm into weird shit. And no, I'm sure um, I'd love it. I'm just saying I don't know if I can. I, I haven't gauged if it's still okay for me to watch Robin Williams without bursting out into tears, which oh, is weird because yeah. I like I'm sadder about him being gone than like probably my own father. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Let's not say I don't love my dad, but like Robin Williams was my. My dad. Welcome to Therapy Hour, Rabbit Hole Podcast. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I love I love Robin Williams though. It's just it's just too much. I uh, say check it out. It's an interesting that. movie. I did I watch the one where he's like a serial killer. Uh, I think because it was so different, it didn't bother me. But you know which one? One hour photo. No, one no, hour no, photo. No. no, it was one oh. with Al Pacino, and it's oh like insomnia. Insomnia. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Anyways, we yeah, sorry, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, one we haven't mentioned is Emma. I'm a huge um, Jane Austen fan. <laughs> uh, so he was in the series of Emma, not the 2020 um, movie where the dad was played by Bill, Bill Nighy. Uh, in the show version, it was played by Mike, Michael Gambon. 
Um, and I just, I really do prefer his version because the dad is kind of overprotective, but he's also like a germaphobe. He's always act, uh, like a hypochondriac, always getting sick and stuff. So he's really uh, a really big comedy relief in, in that one because Emma just pisses me the fuck off because she's so entitled and so like naive. But that's the point. She's so naive and dumb sometimes like for someone who should be smart because she's educated and, and somewhat wealthy. But no, she's a little entitled little bitch. <laughs> but her dad's cool let's see we also had uh, the book of eli <clears throat> and he plays uh george the cannibal which that definitely um i forgot about that and i think those are the only other ones that i had on on my docket uh for the movies that i've definitely seen that i recognize outside of the ones jason mentioned what about you carl um, I actually have some different ones, which actually kind of, I think, works out well. Uh, yeah, perfect. So uh, now, now, I don't remember seeing this one, but I remember it was a huge deal. There were issues in part. This is talking about Native American representation, all that type of thing. Back to Squanto. Um, I don't know if you remember that movie, Jason. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah, seeing it. Yeah. yeah, Warrior's Tale or whatever it was. It, my understanding was it was never a great movie, but there was a lot of discussion around that movie. Um, what I A couple that I remember seeing him in is uh, Mobsters, the movie with Christian uh, Slater as Lucky Luciano, Patrick Dempsey as Meyer Lansky, which still to this day makes me laugh. Um, Costas Manilor's in it. And of course, Richard Grieco, as Bugsy Siegel. Um, so uh, he plays one of the Dons, if I recall right, um, in that movie. Um, I have seen it, and that movie is something. What what something it is, I don't know what to say, but Christian Slater's very good in it, but the, the Patrick Dempsey as a mobster is a stretch too far for me, and uh, that was Richard Grieco, he was in his uh, uh, phase where he was big because um, that's the uh, Booker 21 Jump Street era time period, I think. Um, and then the movie that probably I like him the most in of the ones I have seen has not been mentioned yet, and that is Gosford Park, um, which is a Roger <clears throat> Altman movie that is is set in England. Um, and... Uh, Gambone is the head of basically he owns this estate where the movie takes place at. Um, he's a wealthy guy. Um, and the movie was even uh, marketed as a murder mystery. So we, my wife and I went with some other people. As a matter of fact, I didn't even remember that part until we were talking about this the other day. She's like, oh, yeah, went with a bunch of other people. I'm like, uh, I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do remember going to the theater because it looked interesting. And, I, you know, I read Agatha Christie growing up again, like British stuff, that type of thing. It looked interesting to me. Um, and when I showed up, what I got was not a murder mystery. There is a murder mystery within that movie, but I'd argue that that is the weakest part of the movie, and it's just <laughs> there as a device. Um, it's really – this is pre-Downton Abbey. This Ooh. is upstairs, downstairs. This is the class issues. Um, you've got the Americans that don't understand what the hell is going on 
Bob Balaban, who is awesome in general, but he's really, really good in that movie. He should have won every friggin' award um, <laughs> for that movie. But um, the the way that Altman sets things up throughout the movie is just Stephen Fry's, and he's hilarious. Um, it's just it's it is an extremely well done look at uh, the class system in England and just classism in general, that type of thing. And it's kind of just baked into, ooh, it's a murder mystery. And that, like, I still to this day don't even remember who the hell got killed. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's it's not it's not a murder on the Orient Express. You know what I mean? It's not that type of, of okay. thing. Or a, or, or a Knives Out or some type of thing like that. Okay. The, the murder mystery is just kind of a piece in there. Um, but I, I really enjoyed him. He plays the kind of wealthy asshole kind of thing very well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that, uh, that's it. it's a very un-Dumbledore-like role, I would argue. <laughs> what was that one called again? That is Gosford Park. Gosford Park. Yeah, I remember that coming out in theaters. I remember like the trailers did lean very heavy into the murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like yep. I, I almost watched that movie. That's how much it leaned into it. But I never yeah. got. I never got to it. <laughs> it 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 is where Downton Abbey pulls punches. That movie does not. Mm. So okay. and I like Downton Abbey. So that's not any any light against thing it or about, anything. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I think the last uh, major teacher of random subject change, but you mentioned Downton Abbey, and it reminded me that now the last headmaster from Hogwarts is Professor McGonagall, Maggie Smith. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and she's she's kind of up there in age, so it's she's it's, up there. It's, it's kind of inevitable. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, I'm gonna be real sad on that episode too. She's done a lot of great things too. Apparently, we need to put Jude Law in bubble wrap. Yes, put Jude Law in bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Harry Potter curse, apparently. <clears throat> um, What else? Anything else, you guys? I got nothing else on him. I, I, don't, uh, I don't have anything else that I can think of. He didn't make any music, did he? You never know. He, he yeah. very much could have. Uh, no, I I guess the only other big movie that I would argue that he was in. Um, now there's some that had a little bit of uh, of kind of budget, but uh, the other one that I was thinking that he was in was uh, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So and then he's in some other ones yes. where oh I missed that one. Yeah, he was yeah. the the dad. Of, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Christina Ricci's dad. I forgot about that one. Yeah, uh, Ben Ben Horton or or something of of the other. I can't remember. Damn, but that was a good one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. to watch that. Ooh, it's spooky season. I could totally watch it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I recommend Sleepy Hollow. That, yeah, he uh, and then he was in some other ones that were like Hollywood ones that were talked about, and then they came out and like the reviews were not good. Like movies like Open Range. Which I actually always thought was a decent movie, which is a Kevin Costner movie, um, and uh, it's got like Diego Luna in it. Before anyone knew who Diego Luna was, mm-hmm. um, Robert, 
Robert Duvall. It's like cattle stuff on the open range. Really a big stretch for Kevin Costner. Um, and uh, then he was in Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, which I remember how that movie was being hyped and how many ads there were for that movie. Yeah. And then that movie No one liked was, it. And no one yeah, liked it. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I'll be no honest. Uh, I thought Open Range was that movie, that cartoon with all the cows and stuff where they're like... <laughs> I was like, oh, that movie? I was like, oh, that's that's not the same movie. I don't think. I think that might be a different movie, but that's that's what I envisioned when I heard that it was open range. Nope. And the the, the other good movie that he was in. Now, good for lots of people, not for me. I'm not a Wes Anderson fan. Um, this movie, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's weird, Wes Anderson. You know, the usual. Um, is the Life Aquatic with uh Steve Zizou. Zizou. Um, yeah, Zuzu, whatever. Uh, the uh, he pl- he plays, and I can't remember the character in that movie, because you know the, the main character is Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, and then there's what Angelica Houston, Owen Wilson, mm. Willem Dafoe's in that. I remember Willem Dafoe, but I don't remember much because I just seen bits and pieces of it. But that that's a that's a one that got good reviews kind of thing you know what I mean? yeah. it wasn't you know it's a wes anderson movie so it's not going to make you know a billion dollars but um and it's not my cup of tea but yeah if you're a fan of Aunt wes anderson you're you're a fan of that one yeah yeah um i feel like we would be amiss if i didn't if someone didn't mention that he was in the movie lair cake um which stars uh daniel craig before he became bond um it's a Guy Ritchie movie. It's like one of the last decent Guy Ritchie movies before he somehow went insane <laughs> in the mid two thousands to the twenty tens. Um, I I've seen Larry Cake. It actually is a pretty decent movie, um, and uh, it's 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 you know if you see one Guy Ritchie movie, you've kind of seen them all, but somehow they're all still good. Like you know, it's very much like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels or Snatch or whatever. Um, but it is a good movie. It is a very decent movie. I did like it. Um oh, okay. and Sounds and like he, Guy <clears throat> he 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um why are you guys laughing at me like you're surprised still? Come on. <laughs> I'm starting to think you were just like poofed into existence. You were never a kid and you you I think you just ex- I think you just she, Oh hey, she, that, he directed the man from <clears throat> Uncle. Yeah, he did. Like a tie this all in. Yes, yes he did and actually. That, and, yes. and that movie was not good. I'm, I'm sure. It was. Now, see, I've heard people say it was good. Mm-hmm. So you're the Arnie only person Hammer's that said. Minutes, it's, you're the only it's, person that said anything bad about the movie. That's interesting. I I did not enjoy that movie. It was mm. eh. It was it was like a lot of that type of movie that has come out in the last ten to fifteen years. It's like they just reboot IP without like doing the script first and hmm. it just it, it, it I, I my i had high expectations for that i was expecting it to be more like not like but in the vein of the original kingsman movie mm-hmm. um and i did not think that it was and i like guy richard like lock stock and two smoking Burrow is a great movie yeah, yeah, um yeah. and and i have not seen Lair cake but it's got cole meany in it it's got some you know it's got tom hardy in it yeah, yeah. got some people i like it's got cake. 
it does have cake. It actually does have cake in it. You can't go wrong. That was the guess. I haven't seen it, but I was just hoping it better have. There is an actual Larry Cake in the movie that that actually figures into the plot, and I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But um, yeah, I recommend Larry Cake. It was a good movie. I liked it. Um. Any, oh, anything else? Oh yeah, that is that is that is not a Guy Ritchie movie. That is a Matthew Vaughn movie. I'm sorry. You know what? You're right. I am so sorry. I got my things mixed up. I'm so oh, sorry. But I got yes. and that's why. And that's why I'm like, Guy I started Ritchie. talking Lockstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Wait a second. No, that's me. I'm so sorry. Yes, Matthew Vaughn directed it. I'm sorry. I got it mixed to up. Uphold. Yeah. To, to be fair to Jason, they they, they, they do make similar type. Of, yeah, and if like, it does yeah. feel like a Guy Ritchie I'm, movie, like yes, when you yeah. know, I'm just bullshitting. I'm, I'm I I, I messed that up, but I I admit I messed that up. Okay, my bad. That goes right back to the Kingsman thing. So boom, it does. There you go. Bob's your so uncle. Still good. <laughs> yes. So, all right. Anything else? No, it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> Did you put the name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> <laughs> right. We gotta yeah, make a little somehow closed it. That's weird. I should make a theme song for this. No. That is true. Are you as brain dead as they are? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take that clip and just put it there. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the third edition of Are You As Brain Dead As They Are? I am your host, Carl. Uh, the last Hi, two episodes <laughs> have uh, been quite interesting. Uh, on the first episode, Chris uh, was able to uh, figure out who the person was. On the second episode, neither Isabel or Chris were able to. Uh, so things will be very interesting tonight since we have uh, Jason as a guest. Yes. Uh, Jason does know how the game is played because Jason... Play, uh, play the game himself on his own podcast. Whatever, yes, I did. Also, I, I I hosted a version on whatever. Um, go check that out. RabbitholePodcast.com. There you go. So, uh, for our new listeners, though, I will explain the game very <clears throat> briefly. Uh, I will give facts about a dead celebrity. Um, unlike uh, the regular episode, this celebrity might be recently dead, might not be. Um, and after each factoid that I give, uh, Isabel and Jason can guess uh, who the person is. If neither of them guesses, I move on to the next fact. And uh, if we get through all ten, then both of them basically have been stumped. So, without further ado, let us go. Uh, this person was born on May 25th, 1964, in Northern Ireland. However, they were raised for most of their life in Newcastle, England. Who's going first? Uh, Jason, you're the guest this evening, so I feel like the guest should go first. Okay. Uh, He said 64. Born in Ireland... It's not that long ago. Um, I'm going to say... There's a British guy that died. 
uh, besides the two that we covered today. Uh, <laughs> God, I can't think. I'm blanking on like a British guy. I keep wanting to go like Doctor Who for some reason, but most of the ones in that and time frame are alive. Um, William Hartnell. <laughs> oh, interesting. Isabel. You want to guess? Michael Gambis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, otherwise, no, I don't. I, I'm not sure. All right. I'll move to the next one. Now, uh, keep in mind, I said born in Northern Ireland, not in Ireland. So Northern Ireland, basically part of England because they took it over. And I will give you the okay. hint that, that uh, this person's uh, relations were English. So they are English, not Irish. All right. Okay. Number two. Played the role of Detective Inspector Tony Bainham in 21 episodes of the BBC police drama City Central. Um, you said Tony Bandham. City Central. B-A-Y-N-H-A-M. I have not seen the show, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I I don't know. I'm gonna have to pass on that one. City Central. Okay, no, don't know. Jason, I've never heard of that show in my life. Um, uh, John Pertwee. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> we're going right to Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm just going down the Doctor Who line until I, until I get it. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> that is incorrect. So let's go to fact three. From 1997 to 2005, he was married to Ruth Gemmel, or Gemmel, depending on how you pronounce it. Again, I know who she is, but I've not heard her name pronounced. Uh, she is probably best known for her roles as the female lead in the original Fever Pitch. Yes, Americans, there was a Fever Pitch based on the Nick Hornsby novel. Uh, that was a British movie um, before uh, it was ruined by um, the American version <laughs> starring Jimmy Fallon and uh, Drew Barrymore. As they always do. Yes. And she currently plays uh, Lady Violet Bridgerton in the Bridgerton universe. Oh. <clears throat> like, is that so, the mom? Can I clarify that that's the, the mom of the main? Yeah, Violet? Jeez. I have no idea. I have not watched. This is funny. I do watch Shonda Rhyme shows, but I have not watched any of Bridgerton. So oh. I, yeah, I would I not either. be able to uh, tell you uh, um, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's the mother. Um, so I have the face. Uh, however, I didn't I think that's one of the first things I've ever really seen her in. So, yeah. Okay, so right. me It's your now? turn. Yes. yes. Uh, Patrick Troughton. David Tennant's going to be coming up here soon. I think. <laughs> no, in my defense, I'm doing Doctor Who's who have passed on. <laughs> What's well, Doctor Who? They all could regenerate it. So, you know. Oh, that's a I mean, point. you know how many actors were in Doctor Who, though? Yeah. You're going down a real long list of people. <laughs> oh, I know the list. So, but anyway, that was my guess. So. All right. Um, Next is played the TV role of Edward Teach, aka Blackbeard, 
on the Star Series Black Sails. I'm giving you a bonus one on this one. He also played Titus Pulo on the BBC HBO series Rome. Oh, it's my turn. Um, yes. No, I have nothing. Oh, wait. It was technically Jason's turn to go first this time, but that's fine. It, yeah, no. It, oh. Um, okay. You just didn't say for me the last round, but it's okay because I yeah, technically I, had I'm already sorry. said it because I was yeah, involved I in the, the Violet bit, um, yeah, Bridgerton yeah, I, bit. Yeah, sorry. That was I my, that was my bad. Guess. All right, that's fine. I didn't, um, but that's it was okay that you passed me on that. But this is my first guess, so um, but I pass it to Jason because I I don't I don't know still. Yeah, I I'm 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 out of Doctor Who's and guesses for British actors. But she said you had the whole list of Doctor Who's. Me... Of who are alive or dead. <laughs> the rest are very much alive. Uh, though Tom Baker will probably be coming up soon. Um, oh wow, he's pretty old. Wow. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm struggling to think of other British actors for some reason. Uh, Alan Rickman. All right. Uh, nice guess, but that is incorrect. Let us go to factoid number five, which is really like factoid seven, but we're not gonna. <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah. You know, so many hints, and we're not getting them at all. <laughs> Played the role of Porthos in 2001's ver the 2001 version of The Three Musketeers. Um, Jason. Um, 2001 version? Yeah, I don't know that either. He's going to get to something that I have seen eventually, I'm sure. Um, I'm not sure about that, Jason. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but, I mean, I'm you never know. There, I've there's, seen stu there's stuff that I've seen, so... I've seen a lot of crap, though, yeah. so you have to keep that in mind. But I have not seen the 2001 version of Three Musketeers. Right. I can tell you that, so I'm going to pass, because I'm, I'm out of fake guesses. Right. Isabel. I can't even remember what 2001 Three Musketeers are because I think I'm just thinking of the 90s version and I know that's not it, but I'm also oh, thinking sorry. of the Man in the right. Iron Mask. That's so I'm, I'm getting oh, okay. all of my Three Musketeers kind yeah. of jumbled and it's kind of... Is that the one with Orlando Bloom? Isn't he one of the Three Musketeers? Um, this is the 2011, if I wasn't clear. Did I say 2001? I you thought said 2001. You did say 2001. You did say 2001. Oh, my, my bad, my bad. 2011. I mean, it doesn't help. It doesn't help me either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at least I know it was close because I was like, there was one in 2001. Man. Uh, yeah, I I don't have. I don't All have. Right. So I I, f I feel y'all up, up till this point, I would not have had a clue either. Okay, so now they're starting to get juicy. All right, let's go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this is this is the one where I would have had a clue. Um, okay. But it's only because of what this movie is. Otherwise, I probably still would not have a clue. Starred as Frank Castle in the film Punisher Warzone. I'm also giving you a, a additional one on this one, too. Also voiced the role in one episode of the Superhero Squad. So he voiced the role of Frank Castle, a.k.a. the Punisher, in an episode of the Superhero Squad as well. 
you were over into that animated show. Ah, shit. I don't know if I know the guy that played Punisher in that movie. Because <laughs> I know Thomas Jane was the first one mm-hmm. in the 2004 version. Oh, no, he's not the first one. Dolph Lundgren is the well, first one. okay, in, in the new <laughs> yeah, 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 cycle yeah. that they yes, were trying yes. to start I, I admit we'd all like to forget the Dolph Lundgren version. but No, the Dolph Lundgren was actually pretty good. I like that one. I, 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 was, I was a huge Punisher fan as a kid, and, and I was stoked for that movie to come out. And I bought the comic book, and I'm like, oh, I don't know that I'm going to love this. And then There's... I saw the movie, and I was like, ugh. There is someone screaming at their radios right now because they know who this is, but I cannot think who the actor was that played the Punisher in that movie. I know that's the one that has John Travolta in it. He's the bad guy, right? I think the that's that Dolph movie. The Lundgren one? No, the, 2000, the, 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 the one you just mentioned that this guy was. No. Is that the John I'm just going to no. go ahead and say I, I don't know. the bad one. That's the I think the, that's the Thomas Jane one. Tom Jane one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that is not. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I pass. I have no idea. Okay. Um. So, uh, before I go on, the the reason that I would have got at this, this is my favorite of the Punisher movies. Uh, Le- okay. If you know who Lexi Alexander is, she's the director of this movie. She can direct action like nobody's business. Um. And. Okay. Really, Ooh, I would really okay. wish that she got more stuff. Like if you, if you look at a couple TV episodes that she's directed over the years, the action is just spot on. Um, and I, I don't know love... her, but I'm already attracted. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> and and and, and the, the funny part in this movie is the person who plays Micro. Like if you know the Punisher, his like sidekick geek guy is called Micro. Mm-hmm. Wayne Knight Newman is is Micro <laughs> in that movie. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to think who else is in that movie that people might know. Uh, Dominic West, uh, is in that movie as well. I think Mm. he plays the bad guy, if I recall right. Uh, It's been a while since I saw that movie, but I was stoked after watching it. I'm like, they finally did a good Punisher. Um, Cool. Just for action wise. I mean, the story's decent, but nothing amazing. All right. So. Uh, we've got nothing for Frank Castle. So moving on to number seven. He appeared as Marcus in the Divergent movie series. The hell is Divergent movie series? Okay, now that surprises me because that would have been towards your age group. Yes, yes. (laughs) Those movies were aimed for you. So the fact that you don't know they don't know me, okay, and you don't either, Jason. Okay. So that, that is very don't, surprising. Don't yeah. point your little finger at me. I don't know it. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, but I also have not seen Divergent. Uh, Divergent. I am a 43 year old man. So. Um, wow. Ow. What does that mean? Somebody who's seen two of them. That hurts. <laughs> I'm, I can't I wait am, to look this up after I'm this. So I like, this it's, it's adult, it's so kidding. It's a young adult. It's a young adult novel, yeah. and then they made it to yeah. a young adult movie. It's Hunger Games and Twilight and I all that stuff. I haven't even seen Hunger Games. Okay, so okay, it's, so... it's like all that. But I have zero fucking clue. I've not seen that movie. <clears throat> all right. So I'm going to just series. say Jeremy Brett. Just... Yeah. <laughs> even though he, that's not accurate because no, he was no. gone a long time ago. <laughs> 
and it is not a great movie series. It, it is better than Twilight, but that is a very low bar to clear. That's such that a low a bar. Yeah. As someone who loved the book series when I watched that first movie, I, I mean, and I hadn't even come back into Mystery Science, like fully discovered Mystery Science Theater, but I riffed that movie so hard the first time I watched it. Oh, <sighs> good that, times. That, yeah, and I, I don't like the books. I tried reading the first book, and Stephanie Meyer's writing just like, I, oh, well, I can't. I was in high school. Please note. I was yeah, in high I know. School, well, so and that's, it was that's, accurate. You know, I was yeah. it was like, you know, she really did write vague. And so when you see it on screen, it's like, this. yeah, she had some terrible writing, didn't she? It was really yeah. vague, and he's he's a stalker. Yeah, Edward is toxic. Why? Why did I like Wait, Edward? Yes. Should have been Team J Jacob all the <laughs> Jacob, way. Even though... I, hey, I was Team Jacob. From I, I was the actually. I'm Team Charlie. The dad was great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the dad was where it was at. <laughs> Fair that enough. Is... Now the funny part is I've seen every Twilight movie, so it's not like <laughs> I, I can't have... like. <laughs> yes. So. I gave up. I need to. Oh, and, just, and just the other interesting part is how many good actors are actually in those movies. So you know. Mm. Uh, it, acting can only take a script so far. All right. So now, number eight, we get to the international hit that is RRR. Oh, I haven't seen that one this yet. This person played the role of the evil Scott Buxton. <clears throat> That's a recent movie. So this guy yes. died recently. Very recent. And then that he's not that correct. old, too. Um, yeah, he's he, not that old. Did, See, that you think I would have... I was on the phone trying to do math, not not cheat. Uh, so I'm like, if he did for somehow like somehow die in 2023 at max, he'd be 59. So if he died before that, wow, he's very... he was really young. We don't have another tragic ex car accident like like Anne Hache, do we? Because I'll I'll read into it. And I'll that talk is possible. About it. <laughs> that is very possible. Uh, Isabel, this like, person did not die in a car accident. Okay, so there okay. you go. That's very um... sad. Wow. Okay, so Triple R. I have not seen that. It is definitely on my watch list. I've heard can good I, things about that one. Can I phone a friend and call Lackey? Because that is like his favorite movie of all time. No, that's not allowed here. <laughs> it's Lackey's top two movies of 2023 is RRR and then Skinner It's not Skinner <laughs> We know it's not Skinner It's top two. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm passing still. I can't even think of a... Uh, I, yeah, young, I can't even think of a, a young name. British guy who died fairly recently, and a young, you know, youngest subjective. But yeah, I have no clue. Okay, all right. So interesting. So and and I feel like this is not totally surprising either. Like yeah. I feel like a lot of people would have gotten to this point and not gotten it. It's okay. I like that. It, yeah, it, it makes yeah. it fun. Yeah, we're so, learning. I, we're learning. Exactly. Yeah, Jason knows I don't like easy games yeah he does not <laughs> but uh but i did try to make it you know I, I i didn't put anything that was like this is good no this is good yeah. I, I like all the information yeah. i like that it's it's a little tough i'm not i'm not mad it's it's just it's just weird because it's like i felt like i would have heard about this and i'm sure i did we just yeah, can't you, think of it and right you're now. gonna say the name and i'm gonna be like oh yeah that fucking guy i'll probably well, look at it and be like oh okay <laughs> All right, well, what's you you may or may not on the next one, but I guarantee you a number of listeners will be screaming on the next one. It's I'm this sure. one! I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't work uh, well under pressure. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, hey, again, <laughs> still. I, it's I'm still sure, fun. Yeah, the, the majority of people that I would run into on the street would probably not 
get they might know who this person is, but they might not be able to name this person. You can't Fair see enough. it, but my leg is so. shaking so much right now. I'm so ready. <laughs> oh, no. What's number nine? I'm ready. Uh, well, oh, one more thing on number eight. Uh, while RR was not my favorite movie of last year, it absolutely has the best dance scene in like the last decade. And uh, the scene at the bridge that's just absolutely ridiculous in terms of the stunt stuff and the, the CGI and like everything is just awesome. Um, so if you haven't seen it, see it for those two reasons alone. Going to number nine currently appears as Balon Scroll on the Star Wars series Ahsoka. Also voiced the role of Gar Saxon in Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Huh. Oh! Oh! Fuck! I can picture this guy! I don't know his fucking name! I remember hearing about this guy dying! Oh, god damn it! I know who it is, but I don't know the guy's name. Ah! They dedicated the first episode of the series to him. Because he died before it came out. I remember that now. God damn it. Okay, I'm out because I do not know that guy's name. But I I see his face, and I see the news headline, and I see everything, but I don't know the guy's name. So I'm I I pass both my turns. So Isabel, it's all on you. <laughs> I haven't seen Ahsoka yet, so I definitely still don't have a face either. So give me number ten, 10. on the all board, right. Carl. Let's see. All it. right. Well, this one would be much bigger even than Ahsoka. Okay. This this, this is this is still this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Yep. Still yeah. Mean anything for me? Played the role of Volstag. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's in I, the... can, I can picture the guy's face so clearly, but I don't yep. know the guy's name. Yep. <laughs> and Jason, I think I think the majority of the people that for a lot of people that would be the case. Because so he was Isabel... never he, he he's even the lead in some stuff or yeah. one of the lead. No, yeah, yeah. And and people you know, he's just not a he's not a hype himself type of guy either. Yeah. I think no. that's part of it too. Exactly. <laughs> So Isabel, this is on you because I have no fucking clue. So if you could pull this guy's name out, I will get. I will run to Texas and give you a high five. <laughs> I don't even know who Volstag is. Uh, he is one of Thor's crew. I was gonna say, who's Thor? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this Helmsworth guy plays this uh, mythological character with this like, mythological kind of hammer, and you know. Yeah, something like that. His dad's Anthony Hopkins or something. I don't know. His brother's hot, though. No, I don't got anything. Um, I was just trying to to make it seem like maybe I was going to reach something like a little, you know, pocket sand distraction. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't I don't have anything. And, um, you know, I love winning this game every round so far. You know, I'm I'm really hey, brain dead. You are thirty for thirty, Isabel. Yeah, you know it happens. It's Which okay. Means you can be a movie on ESPN, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh, this was interesting because I I chose this person and did all this before David McCallum 
and Michael Gambon died. So I was not purposely planning on doing a yeah, British Isles <laughs> full episode thing. But it fit. Fantastic. It, it, it fit, did. though. It, it fit totally so fits. Well. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. But, <laughs> so, and in this case, he did die recently. He died earlier this year, May 21st of 2023. And he was yeah. in Italy film, you know, uh, getting ready to film a movie or was, I think, I don't remember if they were, had started filming not, or maybe they had started. Filming. Yeah. I don't remember. That part I don't remember. <clears throat> yeah, but don't he was in, in Italy filming a movie <clears throat> and uh, passed away. So what's the guy's name? Cause it's driving me nuts. Uh, driving Ray me nuts. Stevenson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yes. never would have pulled that out. Yeah. I can totally see his face, though. I remember the news when it happened, and they were like, like you know, the yeah, my God, okay. So, and and the funny part is, I would not like, I probably would not have been able to pull his name myself, maybe up until even Ahsoka, even with him being the MCU movies, except for the fact that I'm a huge Punisher fan, and that that him playing the Punisher was a big deal because it was my favorite of the Punisher movies. Otherwise, he's, again, an actor who's in a lot of stuff and in fairly decent roles even in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he's, but he's not a Hollywood name that, that people just go, oh, hey, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, no, but Carl, that was a good game. That was good. Right. I, I liked it. That was, that, was, that was fun. It was frustrating for me just because I kind of knew the answer. <laughs> But you know what? I that hate was when you fun. can see their face. It's just yeah. There, and you're just no, like, the, exactly. That's know. exactly what it was. Yeah, but they don't uh, know how he died, really. But he died in the hospital. Okay. Yeah, I, ne- yeah. I never saw anything that actually had his cause of death. That's like, weird. Yeah. yeah, they didn't. That's a little weird. Have... That's a little suspicious. Wonder if they're hiding. They also could have been hiding like a drug overdose or something i don't know they would prefer not that to be out there i mean hey it's possible it's his business um yeah four days before his 59th birthday yeah okay good game carl good game that was good game i like i like when they're hard because we get through all of the facts we get to learn all of the stuffs i agree so take notes jason (laughs) Uh, okay I mean, I was trying... just, I'm just saying I even would have gotten, gotten the, the one. He oh, the whatever, or whatever. Yes. Okay. I, I want to explain. Defense, in your defense. Let's bring it up. Come on. I was, I was writing that game like before we were recording and I thought I had another hour and then they were like, no, actually we're going now. And I'm like, oh fuck. So I had to like quickly whip up facts six through 10. <laughs> so. In my defense, that was what happened there. But anyway, go check out whatever with Jason Soto at rabbitholepodcast.com. Okay, plug. Hey, game recognized game. I feel that. Hey, I produce this damn show. I can do what I want. That's true. Absolutely. Um, For the most part, anyway. For the most part. I'm just going to insert Chris into this episode. Cut Isabel and I out. I'm tired of you too. <laughs> oh, that was fun, guys. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Pursing Around. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X oh, at Hersing Around Pod. Um, of course, you can also find us on the Rabbit Hole Podcast Network. And we'll be back soon to eulogize another celebrity's body of work. Ooh.
This is their way of saying goodbye, folks. Yeah, that's my way of saying goodbye. <laughs> they just stop talking. Yep. Well, I need a I need talking. a bell. You know, at the beginning of the episode, I need a bell so I can say, "Bring out your dead." <laughs> Bring out your dead. Copyright 2023 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbithole podcast.com.